0: Russell Brunson was yelling at me the other night, and I really, really enjoyed it. Let's roll this rock. Entrepreneurs are unique. They embrace the chance to overcome obstacles, solve problems, make the world a better place, and dictate their lives on their own terms while they take on risk. These are their stories. My name is Aaron Stewart, and I have been researching and living entrepreneurship for the past 30 years. And I now welcome you to The Little Black Couch, a journey in entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart from the Little Black Couch, the podcast. Thank you for joining me today. Appreciate it very much. Um, yeah, had a very interesting, obviously it was a holiday weekend, and I hope that you all had a very good weekend for sure. We had the 4th of July here in the States, and that's always a lot of uh a lot of fun for sure. Folks get together and have a good time, and um some of us get to work in a very quiet office, which is also very cool. But anyway, we had a, uh, it was an interesting, it was an interesting day Friday. I came in, worked, had a good day. Um, I ended up somehow and you'll, some of you will probably notice that I've been doing quite a few lives on our Facebook page and it's been going great. I uh, obviously took a I took a lesson from Nick Fitzgerald. He came over here and helped me kind of set everything up and started going. So I've been doing those Facebook lives as well as the podcast and finished up that eight part series. This is the first one since wrapping that up. and that was a great project. and uh, it was fun to get that out of my head, kind of clear some space in there because it's kind of full. and um, but it was a lot of fun to get that all done. and it so Friday, I kind of came in and it was it felt pretty good except that somehow or another on the fourth I had you know removed myself as admin from the little black couch page on Facebook and so you have to go this whole through this whole big rigmarole in order to get access back to your page and it's completely a joke because there's nothing but my ugly mug on that page all over the place. it's obvious who it is but they wouldn't just take like a you know, they wouldn't take like a driver's license or anything like that. They make you go out and fill out this whole affidavit. It has to be notarized. Then you have to send in your ID. You have to do all this stuff, which I guess should make us feel good because it's almost impossible to steal somebody's page now. But when it's so ridiculously, I mean, how in the world did I remove myself as admin? I still, I was in there trying to merge a couple uh, business ad pages. But anyway, the life of being an online entrepreneur, I guess. So I have no access to that page, which means um, which means I, I can't do anything there, right? But my Instagram page is still connected, so I can take whatever videos and upload them on Instagram TV, and they'll automatically push be pushed over to Facebook, but that still isn't good enough for them to give me access back to my own page. <sighs> anyway, let's not get into that. But anyway, so so Friday I had a good day work and actually um, had um, went back and forth with, with uh, Nick Fitzgerald on a couple things. And I, I actually had a really good day talking to a lot of folks on Friday. Those that were of us that were working. And, and it was a good day. And anyway, go home that night and working on some stuff. And I was planning on coming in here on Saturday. And uh, as I was kind of working on things, all of a sudden you get we get this live alert, you know, from Russell Brunson that he's going live. And so, you know, it's like, a, I don't know, it was late. It was like, I don't know, 10, 10.30. It was pretty late, and this live thing comes up, and I'm like, well, this is weird. You know, so I, I jumped on it, and and essentially, Russell Brunson was going after this Nick Fitzgerald that I had been working with. He's a cool dude. He does Facebook Live Secrets. That's the latest course he's put out. He's brilliant. He's a lot of fun to work with. Heart of gold. Great guy. Love him to death. But uh, Russell was calling him out. So Nick had previously gone on into one of our Facebook groups and kind of said, hey, I did my launch, and kind of gave some of the results, and... And that he was a little disappointed and kind of went through that he had a small email list. And anyway, this rant from Russell Brunson was really just about that. And this is the third time that Russell Brunson has taken Nick Fitzgerald to task. And a couple times times he's done it like live in front of an audience. Um, so it was quite hysterical to then. There was a bunch of us listening and uh, Jamie Atkinson was on there. just uh, and, and Nick and I and... Uh, uh, Dave Esplen was on there. We were all kind of commenting, going back and forth and having a good time with the interaction. But Russell was letting us have it And at one point, And I commented this on the live. But at one point, my wife woke up. I was in bed listening as quietly as I could. I probably should have put my AirPods in, but I didn't. And I'm just listening, just really quietly kind of following along. And my wife wakes up and looks over and goes, who's that dude yelling at you? because Russell was, he was, uh, he was going, he was going for it and he was going to teach us some stuff. And so anyway, the, the, I I guess the, 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 the moral of the story, the theme of the rant was build your list. Without a list, you don't have a business. Without a list, your business isn't worth anything. And it brought me back. That's a, it's a painful lesson to learn. And it brought me back to this so as, as many of you know, I, I founded with Michael Jensen a company called Solo SEO back in 2005. We were essentially the first online SEO do-it-yourself system ever. And we had hired a consultant who introduced us to a lot of great SEO minds at that particular time, all the big speakers and stuff at the conferences. Uh, we had gone down to the uh, PubCon was the name of a conference that was in Vegas that we went to a lot uh, back in the day. And. And anyway, so we were kind of getting tied into this thing. We talked to all the the really cool SEO folks and we got from them their favorite tools, what they love to do and what they like to use in their own business. And then we went out and built our own versions of all those tools and wrapped it up into one system and made it available online. And and we launched that sucker and it did really well. Started growing. We had some problems, had some server issues that ruined a Christmas for me. That's neither here nor there. But anyway, we grew this thing up. Well, eventually, um, we got to a point where um, we were able to join forces with a very large hosting company. And I don't want to mention their names, but it's a big one. It's one of the biggest. And one of my good buddies used to own that company. He sold it. And then so we, with that partnership, he kind of came in with us and we created a new company. Part of that was licensing solo SEOs resources. And so we started a partnership With this big hosting company and they put us into the registration flow when you're getting hosting you could click a little box and get our services and it was great i mean we were signing up like 200 new people a day it was awesome and as we're going along and we're growing we had all these great ideas for hey we want to go and upsell these people on this and that and whatever and we were always told by the hosting company like look these are our customers we're doing our own marketing with them you leave them alone so we couldn't interact with them. We could do any with them. But man, we're rolling in cash. So we were thrilled with it. We're like, okay, whatever. And, uh, and then we didn't really do a very good job of managing that relationship, in my opinion. And one thing led to another. Eventually, a competitor came out and took us out, uh, which is weird because we'd actually even sold this large hosting company 25% of our new venture, which is completely odd. But anyway, we were out. And then just like that, we had at that point... Over 200 and similar, like 250,000 customers who were who had paid us to be on our platform, and now all of a sudden, within a month or so, they were gone. And that's one thing you have to learn about working with large companies: is they don't really pay too much attention to contracts. They will just blow you off and know that you don't have the money to fight them, taking them to court. So they just boom, they just will cancel a contract and say, "Hey, you're out," and they don't really pay much attention to you. But then. They, they really let us know. And this was kind of the interesting thing is we, they really let us know that we had no right to reach out to any of these 250 some odd, um, customers of ours. They had been using our services. They were, um, we had been helping them. We'd been doing all this stuff for them, but we had no access to them. So all of a sudden our business literally was worth almost nothing. Because all the, we had our, you know, we had our little group that had been with us and we'd sold some in the meantime, but we were growing 200 a day with this other group. And all of those people all of a sudden were not ours and we couldn't contact them and we couldn't market to them anymore. And that's where it first hit me that the money was in the list. The money is in the names. Yeah, we were making good money, we were doing great things, but there was nothing, there was no next, there was no another, op- the next opportunity or whatever. We weren't allowed to upsell, we weren't allowed to do anything with these customers other than um troubleshooting and customer support. That was really it. That was how limited it was. And so what listening then Friday night to Russell just let us have it, I... Um, It brought back some really bad memories and some really a a very sore and dark period of my life for sure, but such a valuable lesson that when we're out there and we're working, especially we've talked a lot lately, especially with Nick's launch, and you look at a lot of different people who get together and launch, and even with what Russell was coaching us on that night, he, he talked about going and getting partnerships and working together, but he always talked about make sure when you do this partnership that you exchange lists so their people become your people and your people become their people and to the you know to the best marketer go the spoils just go for it we'll market together we'll join lists and then we'll each go our separate way and now they become part of your list and i would say utmost and such an important lesson to learn early on as you build your business is that the money is in the list that that is the value that you want to hold on to that and cherish it and treat it really well. And we've done, I mean, oh, it would have been so nice to be able to reach out to those people and try to contact them, you know, differently and be able to have them now to market to some of these other products that we're working on, but they aren't available to us. And so it's a very interesting and important lesson to learn and a very difficult one to learn. If uh, if you're in a situation where you're dealing with a large company, always insist that part of that agreement is you share the customers. And if they are not willing to do that for you or with you, just realize what's coming. You will get the rug ripped out from under you and you will lose that business and you will have nothing to go on. So if you want to go and make a deal with the devil, that's fine. There will be cash that comes in, but make sure that you realize and take that cash and reinvest it into something where you're building your own list. Um, because as soon as this partner realizes they can take you out and, and you can't then market to the same people and show them why coming with you wouldn't be a better idea than staying with whatever, um, with ever with whatever, a uh, heck of it, with whatever garbage they decide to throw at them and build, then, then you're stuck. You don't have any recourse to go out and recoup these customers. It's devastating. It's a disaster. Just please make sure that you are always always owning that list. If you go into a joint partnership, own that list. You're sharing it with them. And there's a lot of ways to do it. I mean, if you go in and you have a very small list, but you have an excellent offer, then you can negotiate that. Um, You can go to somebody that has a huge list and say, look, I have this really great product. Your people would go crazy over it and he would be great. What size is your list? Well, usually, if you, if he's got a huge list and you've got a little list, then you're going to have to give him a lot more of what you got, um, what you could possibly get than you normally would because his list is so much bigger and essentially he has all the power in the relationship. He or she. I don't mean to offend anybody right? So they have the power in the relationship because their list is bigger. Well, then you're going to have to give them, even if you give them a hundred percent. And Russell even said something very interesting. He said, sometimes they give 150, 200% um, to affiliates. You have to treat the affiliates better than you treat your own customers because they have the list and in the list is the value. And if you make that partnership and then you get their list, You are essentially now building your list through them, which is a much better way than doing it organically. Uh, because with a list from somebody else comes that relationship, comes that introduction. Those are better leads than cold leads. You have to do far less with those leads than you have to do with cold leads to get them to a place to move them along the, to move them along the indoctrination process until you get them to find they trust you enough to purchase something. And so that's, I guess that's sort of in it. When, when we're out there starting, we're getting started. I guess this is really for any level of entrepreneur. If you're out there and you're starting, you're trying to get out there, you've got a tripwire, you've got different things going on and you're slowly building your list. That's great. And then when you build out and have something to actually sell and you go out and you want to build your list more quickly, then be willing to go out and make these partnerships, realizing full well that you are not going to get a lot of money out of these arrangements but you are going to get a list. And Russell used a very, I've heard this many times before, but very, that basically, um, you should look at any new client you get, that email address, as essentially worth to you if you're doing a decent job, not even a great job, but just a decent job in marketing, you should be able to average $1 per email per, per month. Right, so look at it that way. It's, a, it's an annual, you know, it's 12 bucks a year. It's 12 bucks essentially for an email. If you're able to market to them properly, and assuming you have a good product, you'll be able to do that. Or assuming that you have a nice value ladder and everything prepared to run them through, then bringing these people in with the recommendation from a partner that has the relationship is a really great way to go. And don't be afraid to give away the house to get this list. If it's a good, solid list, and you know that they've got a good track record and they've sold a lot of product, and their clients are amazing and he's got a they've got a good tribe and they follow them and try to get on their podcast try to do everything you possibly can to associate with this list and get a connection with this list because they will become yours and that is super powerful anyway that was really that was really it for the night we had a great time it was very fun to be online together um laughing, going back and forth and commenting. Uh, Russell even afterwards came in and made some comments to some of our comments that were really fun to watch. And it was cool to see the community kind of wake up the next morning on Saturday morning and realize what had happened. And there was just this group of, I don't know, eight to 12 of us that were in there for the live show. And made all the comments. And so, I mean, that both, I both, both Nick and I were working together on Saturday a little bit and we both had to turn off our notifications because when Russell says something, it just blows up. And so the community just went nuts on it. It was a lot of fun. We had a really great time and um, hopefully that's helpful. I know that it is. Um, just make sure that you hold on to that list and treat the list, um, with everything you got. Uh, reach out to them, connect with them. Um, just let them see who you are. Do podcasts, go live. I love how Nick Fitzgerald connects with his people. His list may not be very big, but his list loves him because he connects with them. And it's so much to learn from him and from that Facebook secrets. Definitely, if you've got a chance to go sign up for them, go look for Nick Fitzgerald on Facebook find his program. I think if you go to Facebook say Facebook Live Secrets.com, that's where you sign up to get his program. I think it might be closing soon if it hasn't already closed. Um, but I got in. I'm really excited to get, be a part of that program. So um, anyway, take care of your list. Treat it as gold because that's essentially what it is. It is what your business, your online business is built upon, owning your traffic. You don't have to pay anybody for it. That's what SEO is all about. That's what writing and producing content is all about. All of that, uh, tripwires, all of that is about um, getting these emails and getting these people and building your tribe so you have a group that loves you and you can market to easily. And that was another point. Uh, Russell said that really when he got to 30,000 people, that was kind of the tipping point where he was being he was living very comfortably. And uh, he knew that at any given time, he could produce a product That would do well because he'd found this 30,000 group of individuals that connected with him, understood him, trusted him, and and wanted what he was working on. So pretty good goal, I think. I've never really heard that 30,000 number before, but it's definitely in my head now. Really fun to participate in that for sure. So thank you for joining the Little Black Couch today. Really appreciate it. Entrepreneurs are changing the world. We will continue to change the world. The world depends on us. The world depends on you. Um, the world needs us in a place where we're being creative, where we're thinking, where we're connected, and we're trying to make a difference. And uh, I hope that that works out for you going forward. And until then, until we have an uh, opportunity to talk again, do good and be well. Thanks. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. If there's anything you heard today that you enjoyed, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or subscribe to this podcast so you can be alerted when the next episode is available. Until then, here's to all the entrepreneurs out there. Let's go get it done.